Tonight, on a hotly anticipated episode of Cults and My Cavalcade, hosts Brandon and Cullen discuss the masterpiece Stone Cold, which launched the acting career of American football star Brian Bosworth. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode one, 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 111. Uno, uno, uno. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster who likes his action stone cold and his ice cream from Cold Stone, Cullen. Time to turn it on. Today we're here to discuss the 1991 film Stone Cold. Cullen, call a play for Brian Bosworth. A tough Alabama cop is blackmailed by the FBI into going undercover in a violent Mississippi biker gang. Stone Cold is directed by Craig R. Baxley and stars Brian Bosworth, Lance Henriksen, William Forsyth, Arabella Holzbog, Sam McMurray, Gregory Scott Cummins, and Richard Gant. Welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade for part two of our Craig R. Baxley expose with Stone Cold, which we hopped a movie. So for some people who think they might accidentally go in the wrong order, that would be part three to them. But this is part two for us. We hopped we hopped one, which is going to be next week. But we're here about the Baxman for Stone Cold. Stone Cold! I guess we just couldn't wait for this mullet. I think, really, that's why we're doing it this week, right? Right. We couldn't wait. Stone Cold is a movie that like, I was like, I, I I, had heard about it. And then I went, uh, with Why So Blue, I got a, a email from Olive Films about like their new titles coming out and to like get for review. There was, there was Stone Cold. And I was, Brian was, I was like, all right, I'm checking this damn thing out. And I saw it and I said, Cullen, you have to see Stone Cold. You have to see it. And, of course, any movie that has someone feature, uh, called The Boz. <laughs> I mean, and it's not Tom Bosley. And, by the way, how did how did people not call Tom Bosley The Boz? I mean, there's already a guy acting like Fonzie on the happy day, on happy days, right? So right. he's the Fonz and the, and the Boz. I mean, real missed opportunity, happy days, gang. Real missed opportunity. But with the taken opportunity, we have Brian Bosworth, former NFL star turned action star here. But Colin, I we gotta we gotta share personal aside on this. Uh, this movie was like one of the most talked about events of your bachelor party <laughs> when you yes. had it. I brought it with us. I think was that the first time you saw it. That was the first time I saw okay. it. Okay, yes. because we talked about how we watched The Visitor there, but we we didn't. Uh, that's. <laughs> Year one of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, like episode four or something. But we didn't mention Stone Cold loomed over. It was a it was a three day event. It loomed over every one of them. It was uh, it became mythic. There were people that would come in and out of the party, 
and we would describe Stone Cold to them, and they're like, well, I got to see this movie. Like, you, you goddamn right you do. <laughs> We're watching it now. It was almost like on loop there. Like, at least the, the ending and a couple scenes, like the uh, the intro scene, and then like there's a biker chasing. And, and then people who were there was like, I want to watch the end again. I want to watch. <laughs> and it was just nonstop. And everybody got pumped. Like, every time, like, it was fresh. Oh, yeah, it was pretty epic. It was... People would come in, like, oh, we're watching the end again? Like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this for the next 20 minutes. Or like, they were like, hey, can, can we go back? Because I missed the first parts of the end. Can we go back and watch? Oh, fine, we'll do it. There were, were definitely multiple parts of this movie that we had to back up. I'm surprised my Blu-ray still plays. It got played that much in one weekend. And I was like, damn. But Blu-rays don't wear out, so. Uh. The, yeah, uh-huh. There were definitely scenes in this movie where once they started, it was like, oh, my God, I remember watching this scene eight <laughs> times. <laughs> and it's been demanded to us, but we got to say, this one's for you, Ben. This one's for you. <laughs> Getting real talk here with the background of this movie, our man Craig Baxley, our director, was spotlighting, wasn't the original director for this movie. He was brought on after they fired the original director after a couple of weeks. But if you're worried that his touch is not on it, well, it is because he changed some things uh, with the movie. Uh, originally, apparently, our, our lead, Mr. Uh, Joe Huff, he had a family and, the, and like a wife and a kid. And there were scenes with that that Craig Baxter said, no, this guy fucks. <laughs> You look at him like, no one fucks. You see the mullet on this guy? No one's going to marry him. What the fuck is this? So his home life was changed. Uh, (laughs) That was a a big Baxley thing. And if you watched Action Jackson with us this week and go to Stone Cold, there's no doubt in your mind that this has Craig Baxley's fingerprints all the hell over it. So if someone else started it... Everything they had probably got thrown the hell out the door. Baxley even let Lance Henriksen like write his own lines for the movie when he came on. And once you see the action, the, the sequences, there's no, there's no way in hell he didn't, he wasn't 100 oh, yeah. percent of this movie. Like I, I'd be but, surprised at what remained from the original director. And what you said about Lance Henriksen like making his own lines, like oh that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you saying that's like oh. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those movies where he Lance might not know that he's on camera. Right. Yeah, we have another uh, like weird we have muscular guy versus not I mean it's it's more um it's more exaggerated this time than last week, but we have that dynamic that Baxley likes. The uh muscle bound guy, uh, yeah, and the, the little brain guy. versus brawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except I believe Lance Hendrickson might have kicked some asses in the past. Maybe fought dirty <laughs> over Nelson, but Oh no, he looks he he looks wiry. He looks like I might give him a chance in an upset against Bosworth. You know, like he might have a knife or a gun hidden in a room that he can cheat with. <laughs> oh yeah, like he'd have to take him by surprise, but he could do it. Right. Uh yeah, so that's a bit about the background of this Stone Cold movie that's just become a legend. And, I mean, it was even featured. Uh, they did a, ESPN has their, like, 30 for 30 documentary series. They did Brian Bosworth. And there was a whole section of it on uh, Stone Cold. And also 
Brosworth has come out and gone to like uh, they've done like uh, Alamo Drafthouse screenings of this movie during festivals, and Brosworth has come out to talk about it. So it's not you know he knows, but this is a cherished movie, which I'm glad to see. Like I thought it was just some like oh you haven't seen this action movie, but I think it's starting to be like this really embraced cult classic, which means it's perfect for the show. It's in the damn name of the show. Right, right, yes. What can we do? What can we do? Just to kick things off uh, perfectly with this movie, the first thing we see on the screen is Stone Group Pictures. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) hang on. You made a film company to make this movie specifically. Like, well, this can't be bad. Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know who was a producer on this and had his name removed? Uh, Joel Schumacher. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas? Well, he gave him the money. He said, as long as my name's not on here, you're good. (laughs) Just make me the money. We kick things off right away with this violent grocery store holdup of dudes that, I don't know how they got together, but they all don't match. And they're just (laughs) taking people. One takes a girl with braces, headgear hostage. Uh, Another guy is really angry at potato chips and... (laughs) <laughs> shoots him down with his machine gun, and then we see at the door a man enters in boots. All we see is boots and a duster. It's Joe Huff, who does some casual shopping before being approached by a goon who he takes down, followed by knocking another guy into freezers. He uses a can of spinach as a decoy as the main guy runs away, slips, and falls into a stack of Coke. The cops come in, and they're kind of like, Ugh, again, Huff? Joe, what the hell's going on? You're still on suspension. Let me see you sweet talk your way out of this one. Huff! You gotta say for yourself this time. You gotta clean up on aisle four. And that's our uh, Cobra knockoff opening of the film. This is, yeah. this is Cobra. <laughs> with exactly. Except... Our main character in uh, Cobra wasn't dressed like a Highlander villain, like in this right, one. Yeah, yeah, he's got that <laughs> huge duster. I mean, it's got shoulders. It's huge. It's one of those like it's not just that it's leather. You can see like the reptilian skin that used to be. So it's like like look, make no mistake, this used to be alive, and I'm now wearing it. <laughs> and Bosworth's huge Maybe. too, so it's just bigger. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. And, uh, and uh, let's just get it out of the way now, Brandon. What? The the mullet. Oh yeah. Let's just get let's just get down to brass tags here. How much time How was you... spent like planning that thing, <laughs> drawing up diagrams, finding the right stylist and executing that? You had a, it probably had a colorist and a stylist to make that. Like if this were to be made today, they would have to, like, for some reason, you know, there'd be a CG. They'd have to have, like, mullet technicians on the CG alone. It's just so detailed and ridiculous because it goes from dark to light. It's like, I don't uh, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a mullet quite like it. Yeah. Y- you know, it's, it's funny. This guy was an NFL superstar, so it, it kind of is weird to say this, but he looks like the guy that's, like, the assistant coach on the high school football team, but he doesn't work at the school. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I was like, That's perfect. <laughs> Get him the gym teacher shorts that only gym teachers wear for some reason. <laughs> Throw those on him. Yeah. Like, He's, let's see some hustle. 
and, and, and how, did you did you notice the Batman serial next to the real Ghostbusters yes, serial? Yes. Yes. <laughs> very excited. Wanted about to that. eat them, and you know what's f- funny too. So in Cobra, when you know Marion Cabretti's going through the grocery store with all this, he grabs a can of Coors and he opens it and he like takes a chug of it before he like takes down the guys. There's a, a scene. There's a shot that looks almost exactly like it with him holding the can of spinach up to his mouth. I'm like, is he gonna like fucking drink that? Like Cobra? <laughs> like for a minute there. Like had it like had this not been mocking Cobra, I wouldn't have thought a thing of it, but it had it close up to his mouth because they were trying to share it in the shot. And I was like, mm-hmm. is he gonna drink the spinach? And then go kick his ass. <laughs> it's like It's like I know this this opening is kind of comical, but that's a little too far. I mean Right, right. If he, I just it was a produce- split second. I was just like, wait, is he gonna nope you know, it would be it'd make more sense to me if he ate the spinach and then threw that one guy into the cans of Coke. Yeah, because it was ridiculous that slide <laughs> that that guy did. He, you know, we, we've all slid before, folks. We're no stranger to that. Like, oh crap, I fell down. Oh, I'm done. This guy, what would you say? He flew five feet through the air. Oh, and he smashed mean, into those cans like upside bang. down. And it's clear that he was just, he just slipped, and that's what was the result. Not Brian Bosworth grabbed him and threw him, no. He fully, he went from sliding to being upside down. Right. I'm no physicist, but no. We next move on to see a large gang of bikers out doing biker things, like shooting beers off each other's heads and shoulders with machine guns and blowing up cars. And we randomly see a, a biker blow up priest like with a shotgun <laughs> shoot him right through a stained glass window and then this dude gets sentenced we see in, in uh for 45 years which the bikers f- for some reason don't agree with this so they decide <laughs> yeah. to take that judge goes out fishing one day and they blow him up in the fishing <laughs> boat which then huff reads about at home uh, in his uh, body alive workout clothes wasn't like the uh, judge being blown up. Wasn't that like the end of the credits? Yeah, yeah. It was like a biker montage, and then we get a the. It's this little fishing boat that has like a little. It's like kind of not a speedboat or anything. It's just this little thing that's like an engine shy of just being a little rowboat, and it blows right. up. Like I'm gonna reference it again. The house from Friday the Thirteenth, the New Blood. <laughs> It's like the boat was powered by dynamite. It was fucking It's like hell opened a portal and sucked the guy in. Just right there, just completely localized. (laughs) Just to him. Oh, he's so great. Like and like this whole opening, like when they're showing all the bikers and all that stuff, I was like and like I'm barely paying attention, and then that priest gets blown away. I was like, "Whoa, what the hell is yeah, happening?" And he like flies through this thing. And it's like, "Wow." Yeah, and it's, there's no explanation given as to why it happens, and it's like happening during a wedding. Yeah, we see he him. just jumps up in between the bride. <laughs> he couldn't be more surprised if like they pulled back the bride's veil and it was this biker. That's the only way they could be more surprised. He literally jumps up in between them. No one noticed this man. No one's like, hey, who's this guy? Why are all those motorcycles outside? Because you can hear them. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, none of them have mufflers. Oh, no, not at all. 
And then, like, he's, like, sentenced in court. It's like, wait, what? What? Yeah, immediately. It's like they they shot the guy out the window and walked over to the courthouse. It's like, all right, it's enough of that shit. You, you, get, you get it. You get the idea. Oh, this guy's man. in trouble. Oh. Well, and, like, and it's so funny that they blow that guy up. It's like, look. Look, biker gang. I know you're upset that your your buddy is in, you know, going to go to prison. But here's the thing: can you argue with him? He didn't even try to disguise himself. He literally jumped up like he was next to the witnesses. Short of him like winking, like and kissing the bride, and then shooting the, he couldn't have done much more. Right? Be identified. What can you do? Maybe don't force him into a situation where he's going to be identified. Maybe wait till after the ceremony. I don't know. There's a hundred of you. Oh, man. You really threw him under the bus, bikers. Fuck you guys. Yeah, and they give us this whole thing. So we get to see Lance Henriksen who, uh, and, and William Forsythe kind of intro through this, which are the two main bikers. But William Forsythe's character's name is Ice in the movie Stone Cold. It's a perfect, brilliant name. And do you, okay, so our character, Brian Bosworth, is named Joe Huff. He'll later go undercover mm-hmm. as John Stone. I wish it was the other way around. Like, I want his real name to be John Stone. To make it just that extra little action movie name. Yes. Like John Stone. That sounds like a name that you're punching holes through walls. <laughs> right. At his home, Joe Huff is uh, mixing all sorts of shit into a uh, blender. I, I wrote it down. Do you want to know what it is, Brandon? Do you have the ingredients? I do. If you want to make this at home, folks, it's orange juice, two Snickers bars, potato chips, a banana, and two eggs with the shells, and uh, some Tabasco. Ooh. I'd like to let you know that it's a disclaimer, audience members, because he feeds it to his, what is I thought it was a kimono dragon. It's called a Nile Monitor, the name okay. of that thing. The meal that Brian Bosworth makes for his Nile Monitor is not at all suitable for that animal. Reptiles cannot digest citrus fruit, which was the orange juice, or dairy and chocolate coming from the Snickers bars. Te- <laughs> technically, the potatoes and bananas wouldn't be bad for the monitor, but fried food, like the potato chips, wouldn't be good for it, just like the candy bar, but potatoes and bananas are not part of the animal's diet either. Now, monitors are carnivores, and only the eggs would have been appropriate for it. People who keep Nile monitors as pets would be feeding it pre-killed mice or rats, rabbits, baby chickens, parts of full-grown chickens, ground turkey, ground beef, fish, and if they keep other animals, they might even feed them ones that died of natural causes as well. So, fun pets, those Nile monitors. (laughs) <laughs> Who wouldn't want one? Yeah. So he's so what killing his pet, yes. <laughs> so he's an irresponsible pet owner, is what you're saying. Maybe he had like a dog and then like the Nile Monitor ate it, so he's like, Fuck you. I love Sparky. <laughs> or I like I little I like little ice cube. <laughs> so he's, he's slowly poisons right. this thing. So uh the FBI shows up at his door, um and Takes him to a parking garage where he meets a guy named Cunningham, who is the guy who ate Jason Voorhees' heart in Jason Goes to Hell. And he's also the Don King guy from Rocky Five. <laughs> so <laughs> That is unfortunately how I know him. <laughs> he gives the lowdown on the biker gang, which has ties to the mafia and is trying to get into drugs and prostitution. And even though he's on a three-week suspension, they want Huff 
in on it. Uh, they speak of a plan, but Huff thinks it's going to fail, and then they want him to go undercover into the brother- Brotherhood as a prospect, which is like a pledge for the bikers, and he turns them down, and Cunningham says, How do you feel about working in Mississippi under FBI jurisdiction? We can arrange to have your suspension lifted. We want you to go undercover inside the Brotherhood. Agent Dockery would be your contact in the field. Call me Lance. No sale. I think I'll sit on my three weeks. Well, off you. Three weeks suspension just became six months without pay. On the other hand, uh... that's blackmail. Oh no no no! The FBI doesn't believe in blackmail. Yeah. I immediately thought when he said like, "Oh, we could jump for your suspension." I thought it's only three weeks. Yeah, I was like, you, "That's what, what, what Huff's saying." He's like, "Shit, dude, I'm fine." But it's like, what you're gonna do is gonna take longer than three weeks anyway. Right. Lance, one of the FBI guys who's like, you know, a-hole dad or salesman in most 80s, 90s movies, is assigned as Huff's handler, and he picks him up in the morning to try and work a plan of which Huff is not interested in. Lance is made uncomfortable by both the Nile Monitor and a uh, woman in Huff's bed. And I'm made uncomfortable that... When uh, Bosworth says to but Lance, I think it is. Yeah. It's like, well, you never seen one of those either. And then he says, uh, like, not one that well made. It's like, oh, gross. You're gross. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. And I can see why um, he was okay with his three weeks off. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, then we, we then go to the uh, strip club tit for tat. I can't, which I can't believe that any when, any city would allow that to be the name of a right a business. When he when he pulls up to it, and he parks. All you can see is like tit for, and you're like, he's gonna move, and it's gonna say tat. It's gonna say tat. It's gonna get said tat. <laughs> this movie knows what it is. Huff bikes in and catches Lance in the parking lot, trying to be incognito, uh, but it's more so in the style of the Steve Buscemi from Thirty Rock. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> meme they go inside and huff gives him the lowdown on some trucker speed trading not like fast speed but like the drug speed and uh, the bikers own the bar he points out ice who's uh william Forsyth, who's the key to getting him in the biker gang huff approaches him and tries to instigate him and to getting hostile and then he tells him he just got out of the pen and once once in on the gang and then uh william Forsyth says about his time in the pen, he's like, pretty boy like you must have done some painful time. It's like, ooh. Some truckers are trying to collect their money back from a stripper, and Ice goes and kicks their ass, and then Huff helps out, throwing one over the bar into the liquor shelf, and uh, Ice tells him to mind his own business, but Ice's friend Gut is taken with Huff and offers him to come to the rally that weekend. Now, Gut loves, yeah. <laughs> you know, me. Like, his reaction to Stone here is... Like you know, like in every uh, like like biographical movie about like bands and stuff like that, where someone just strums some little thing and they go like, "Whoa, that's amazing! Do that again." That's his reaction to the Stone here. The whole time, just "Whoa, I can't believe it's happening in front of my eyes." <laughs> Magic. <laughs> exactly. I've never seen anyone beat the shit out of someone that way before in my life. That's amazing. And, and by the way. Stone Cold, I'm just going to call him Stone Cold because it amuses me. Stone Cold <laughs> has no right 
to call anyone like, hey, you stand out here at the bar. You stand out because you don't, I mean, you look gross because of the mullet. You're huge. But I mean, yeah, you're huge. You're like really well put together. And like none of the other bikers look like that. Like all the others are skeezy, you know, like to be honest, though, like of any bike, like we've seen a lot of bikers in movies. This is like the nicest any of the bikers have ever looked. Like most of them look like they've like seen a toothbrush in their life. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know how often they use it, but it looks like you know they wash occasionally. Like every other one, every other biker movie that we see is like every biker looks like. All right, first thing I do is uh, I wake up in a big pile of shit. I roll in that shit. Then I sit on my bike, which also has shit on it. And I then brush I roll my in the teeth dirt. with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then I cover myself in natural ice. Like, every one of them looks like that. I mean, these look like... The grossest one is William Forsyth, I think, for the most part. Oh, yeah, yeah. He looks like he smells like yeast. <laughs> There's no way he doesn't. But that's kind of him in every movie, right? Yeah. Except for it, like, he's in um, uh, Devil's Rejects, and he's like a cop. But he's, like, cleaned up and shit, so... But it's still, like, it's like you're hiding the yeast. You're hiding it. <laughs> we get... We definitely cultivate all of it for all the beer he pours into it in this movie. Bosworth, though, like, he dresses ridiculous in this movie, too. Like, it's not like... <laughs> yes. I mean, he's got outfits where I'm just like, what? <laughs> he is the most... Biker, bikery biker that's ever biked. Right. It is ridiculous. Like, bro, he's got, like, bro you're trying too hard. He's got leather chaps and a vest on, and underneath it, he's got stars and bars. <laughs> like, the entire time. It really is, like, like the, the most, like, stereotypical, like, biker thing can think of. Like, short of wearing, like, a helmet with, like, a spike coming off the top of it, that's about it. You know, this is almost like... You saw Dalton in Roadhouse. Now meet the real man. You're right. You're right. He is the gross, inspired by a true story, real life parts. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. At the rally, uh, Huff shows up in a van, tugging his bike behind. Why didn't he just drive the bike? I don't. I don't know. Is it just so we could have the scenes in the van later? But. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's like, look, I'm going to be here for a while. I'm probably going to be doing some fucking. This is where I so live. So he brought to, to the van, yeah. Uh, so he immediately drag races ice as soon as he gets there, and he wins. <laughs> and then next there's some sort of cage match without a cage thing going on, and one guy's kicking everyone's ass in it, and then Gut calls uh, Huff for, like, Stone for the first time. So I guess they've established that name. And then Huff goes to challenge that guy who looks like a Roid Rage Eric Idol in there. <laughs> and, and after a tough match, he wins. Gut then introduced Stone to Chains Cooper, the leader of the pack, played by Lance Hendrickson, who is already going through Stone's ban and shit. Uh, Chains is impressed with what he did at the tip for Tat and offers him his girlfriend, Nancy, and leaves. But Stone rejects her, and Ice tells Chains... He's worried about him, but Chains wants to see it out. I know Bubba. Oh, big boy rising out of nowhere, throwing his weight around. It smells too sweet. I don't trust him. I smell business. <laughs> you know me, baby. I'm a worry ward. <laughs> it's 
just you and me, Stone. We're gonna get in each other's heads, man. <laughs> you might not like what you find, Chains. Ice tells Chains is the funniest fucking thing I may have said. <laughs> what's, even, what's, what, what's even funnier to me is that they're both white guys. You know, yeah. like... <laughs> well, he's just Chains. Like, he's not two Chains, so he's white. He's not two Chains. That would be great if they're... He's not Ice-T and he's not two Chains. No, no, but... There's no way that, I mean, they shouldn't be white. It's weird. <laughs> but, like, so he's like, yeah, he's in the van. He's like, here, take my girl. It is super gross. It's, like, I know, like, they're bikers. And, oh, yeah, but, but, by the way, we haven't talked about this. Not not only, uh, when I watched this movie, I watched it twice. And I was going to, like, count how many times, you know, the rebel flag. Uh, was oh, every, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was going to, I was going to, you know, like, I wonder how many times it's going to be in here. I started to count, and then I stopped because I, I realized, like, I'm going to be doing nothing but counting this flag if I keep watching, if I keep doing that. I can't believe how much, like, of that and, like, a swastika, you know? Like, how, how many swastikas are in this movie? So, like, I don't want to say staggering, but, well, like, and then, damn. Well, like, st- uh, Chains has his, like, symbol, and he points out the back, and it's got those, like, uh, SS logo on there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it is one, it's Alabama, and two, it's bikers, <laughs> criminal bikers. I don't think this movie tries to show them as good people, uh, but man, they want you to through symbolism just know that they are bad people. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not enough that they look kind of skeezy. It's like oh, you don't judge a book by its cover. It's like no, no, they're 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 covered in symbols of hate. So well, it's, funny. it's okay to not like them. When when Stone is driving up to this, and then you see in his dashboard, he's got like a little mini uh, Southern flag on there. And I'm like, did you get that from home, Stone? To, or is that part of, you had to pick it up to be undercover? Where did that come from? It better be part of the disguise. Right. Although who knows with that mullet. Uh, so uh, at the, uh, can I call it the Biker Kingdom? <laughs> that place is ridiculous that first shot it it, it is they have their own chaos. bar they have like a castle they have like a joust arena they have villager a marketplace it's it, it is it's like uh never too young to die they have that complex and it's like where the <laughs> fuck these bikers get this shit I know. There's, but it's so weird. Like they have all of this like stuff. Uh, showers are still outdoors for some reason. They have buildings. Because mm. there's just the girls f- just like nude showering in the middle, and, and the showers like centralized. It is. It goes. the The shot is ridiculous. It goes from you know completely naked women in the shower keeps panning to babies and guard dogs like what is this is places chaos oh yeah there was a baby there oh, i forgot about they that were, there were multiple babies yeah, it was like a community jesus uh, it's like it was like the, it was like the walking dead just without yes! the zombies yeah that's what yes yes it was one of their little towns oh my gosh but the bikers look like zombies it's like if Norman Reedus populated the whole thing. <laughs> Pushing around little Norman Reedus's and baby carts. It's like, Norman, how did you come up with your your whole character and stuff for Walking Dead? You seen Stone Cold? <laughs> Makes sense. No more questions. Um, so at this biker kingdom, Chains and Ice watch a video of the district attorney talking some stuff on the news. 
Uh, Mac's dad then walks in, uh, tosses some money and whatnot, and they talk about taking out the district attorney. Stone arrives. Gut takes him to a bar where Chain's operations are going on. Stone gives him a bulletproof vest. Chains notices it's a government-issue one and makes Stone put it on, and then he shoots him. Stone then throws Chains on a table and tells him not to play games with him. Chains then appreciates his balls of steel and offers him to be a prospect, which pisses off Ice. He accepts Chains' offer. Then he's sent on a mission to their Pensacola chapter to take out a guy. So were you as excited as I was to see Mac's dad in yes. this movie? And that's two that's two of them we've had him in. But he's like this is like could be Mac's dad's prequel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> like I, I was like, Oh when he showed up. Oh yeah, he's got the little he's got that little beret on and like the fatigues and like well yeah, like like that's the only difference between Mac's dad and this character is the beret. That's really it. <laughs> Like, we haven't seen you since Halloween, man. <laughs> this, yeah, this is Max Dad Begins. That's oh, Hack Lantern. It was Hack Lantern. Sorry. Haven't yeah. seen you since Hack Lantern. Oh. Come on. Come on. My apologies. You know the the, the, the part where uh, they put the vest on, on Stone Cold here and, and they shoot him and then he tries to attack Lance Hendrickson and Ice is all upset about that. It's like, he deserves to die. Like, no, he was shot at. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Right. <laughs> to, to attack the person that just shot you. Yeah, it's attempted murder that he just performed. I think he got up real easy just getting sacked. Right. He deserves to die. Show some respect for the guy that just almost murdered you. Fuck you, Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Ice is just a pain in the ass. Like, really. Like, props to William Forsythe, props to the writers, you know, shooting him, directing him. Man, you made that guy unbearable. It worked. <laughs> I think that Ice was just threatened by uh, Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. He, he's like, I'm, I'm the number two, and I'm going to stay number two around here. I'm the guy who gets to fuck chains. Me! <laughs> I don't want some... Some mullet come lately to stroll in here and take my thunder. Fuck you. <laughs> Stone goes to Club Salsa in Pensacola, Florida, and he finds a little Latino dude with a ponytail. He talks some smack to him and then knocks him out on the bar and turns him in the FBI. They toss Stone his earring, and then they, get, they tear an ear off a corpse and tattoo it with the same design this guy had. And then they fly him out and tell him never to come back. And he then realize he then returns to chains with the ear. He's then charged to oversee Nancy and Tools gig downtown. After he leaves, Chains calls a person he has on the inside with the police to run a check on John Stone via a photo. Now, like, why didn't the FBI hold on to this fucking dude till this operation was <laughs> over? Yeah, so I'm just like, you better shut up if you know what's good for you. No. No, you just detain him until it's over, or you keep an eye on this guy, yeah, like, or... what the fuck happened here? It's going to come back and no- bite him in the ass later. That's why we're talking about it right now. Yeah, and it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Irresponsible. Also, it's bad FBI work is what it is. And, and also, this guy, this guy's appearance. He's got a, a silk shirt, deeply unbuttoned silk shirt, the ponytail, the thin beard. Is there any part of this guy that doesn't look like a stereotypical porn director? Nope. 
Like it, like, it, like all he needs to be doing is just like rubbing his nose from all the coke that he's putting up there. Oh yeah, that's the only thing he's missing because his hair is even greased back. It just looks gross. I wish they had cut off his actual ear. We see Tool hitting up some woman for money at this place, and then some guys drive by. They toss a grenade at him. And it blows up, <laughs> like, and then they pull around the corner of the building in the alley and confront Nancy. But Stone shows up and jumps on the hood of their car. Sound familiar? And he flips off the car. They wreck into some semi, and he beats all their asses in the street until one of them holds him up with a gun and tells him to tell Chains to fuck off. Nancy tells Stone that the guy got the money, and Chains is going to kill her for it. And uh, But Stone gives her his own money and tells her just to not say where it came from. Which We just yeah. met Tool, and it's like, oh, that's, and it's like, he gets a grenade on the side of the road. Well, well, yeah, like, they take, like, money from, like, I guess, like, their <clears throat> house of prostitution, and, like, I'm watching it, like, is this important? Like, I don't understand, what? And then he gets blown up, like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> There's villain. There's like a a bad guy, like a rival to the biker gang that we just find out about here. We're just like, yeah, like out of nowhere. It's like, oh, he's collecting money in our property. Like, fuck this guy. The grenade. Like, whoa. Like, did you know he was there, or do you just travel with grenades? Right. And then, holy shit. And you know, Stone Cold jumped up on top of the car just like Carl Weathers did last week. (laughs) Oh, he absolutely did. Except he didn't punch a hole through the window. Which I he, he, he could have. His posture is he huge. Could, oh, he absolutely could have. God, you, you know what I, <laughs> what I love about all this stuff happening is this happens in the middle of the fucking day. Mm-hmm. He's on top of this car. They or no, 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 no. He's not on top of the car. Like he chases them down. Like, there's this huge accident that happens. He beats the shit out of all of them. His bare hands, are basically. He breaks one guy's arm. Yeah! And we see, we see people standing around watching it like, how the fuck are you not like, what is it? What is this? And he smashes <laughs> the guy's head through, like, a window, too. Exactly. This isn't the Old West. This shit doesn't happen when there's a sudden random violence explodes in front of your face. Like, holy shit, it's the middle of the street. It's it's two in the afternoon. Well, and you know what's funny? That explosion in the bu- front of the building was so huge. Like, the news would be like, a terrorist attack happened. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, it was just uh, a, a gang hit. <laughs> like, did they have to? Why didn't they shoot the guy? He could have been. Why so excessive? There were like eight, like three cars on the street that are just fucking totaled. The front of the building probably doesn't exist anymore. Who knows who else right. was killed in that? Yeah, I'm surprised that the semi trucks didn't get derailed. They all yeah, there's multiple semi trucks like just stopped out there. Like, but the, but the thing is like after like all the <laughs> fighting and everything, then the cars just take off and there's no like wait 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 what no right there were multiple cars out there traffic didn't just clear up. And I, I like how casually Stone and Nancy leave. They're just like walking around. Oh, yeah. Being like, well, that, that didn't go too well. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, next time. Right? Like, well, hang on, hang on. Someone you noticed got blown up. <laughs> go to the hospital where uh, the redhead woman that Tool was, you know, hounding for money is with Chains and uh, all the bikers to go visit Tool, 
who's like seriously fucked up in the hospital. Like his face is all damaged. I think he like lost a piece of a leg and uh, he begs Chains to kill him. But Chains instead offers the woman to take care of him and marry him. Two. I'm going to give you my... Hey, take harmonica. that fucking harmonica down to the parking lot, man. Sit by the bikes. Listen, now, God, you know what I got for you? This one's going to take care of you, right, Marie? Right, Marie? You're going to marry him, right? You're going to take good care of him. I'm going to marry myself, all right? And then the DA is on the TV and he says he's running for governor now or some shit, which pisses off all the bikers. But, like, they're just, like, up go in the hospital like fuck everybody we can do what we want and then it's like you're marrying this guy now ha ha ha, ha. and he's like got his face all torn he's like thank you change I'm a guy. it's like <laughs> like wow yeah this movie doesn't fuck around it's it's like a whole bunch of stuff happens over the course of 90 seconds like repeatedly in this movie yes. It's like, fuck, that was a lot. Like, I know everything that's happening, but damn, that was a lot. So uh, Stones then shows Chains some P2P and says he knows a guy looking to unload a lot of it and asks for a uh, buyer and protection. Chains takes a gift to the WAPs, as he calls them. It's this other rival gang at a fancy restaurant. Uh, it's a motorcycle helmet with a guy's head inside of it, and he tells him about the shipment coming. Chains later on obsesses over the whip, the district attorney, saying death on his TV. He keeps rewinding and playing it, rewinding and playing it. The head in the the motorcycle helmet, is that supposed to be the guy that was like, fuck you in the street to Stone a couple scenes ago? And they're like, we got him. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think it was Dimitri, which was the guy that was responsible for chucking the grenade, I think. And so that's why... When Chains says to Stone Cold that, hey, we got a buyer, it's the Wops. He's like, oh, no, not Dimitri. He's like, oh, no, Dimitri's, his head is, is. Yeah, he says something is, he's all messed up in the head or something like that. Yeah, he's all messed up in the head, yeah. And that's all well and good, but here's the thing. They pull that bike helmet out and they, you know, lift just the shade part of it so you see his eyes. We don't know him that well. Yeah, yeah, we just saw him like in a bunch of fast action cuts in the like two scenes ago. We just have to take it on assumption that that's the same guy because otherwise it's just a head and a helmet and like that's very intimidating. But like if he wants to make a point, before they open that up, they're like, "Who's that?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, I guess they're lucky they didn't. Uh, there wasn't any kind of uh, misidentification. They go, "Oh no, not Gary!" And they immediately right. shoot, shoot chains up or, or whatever. But it's just. Also, how does no one else like smell the head, or you know, notice the blood, or I don't know, notice there's a fucking head on a table? Is this just commonplace in this restaurant? Well, they brought it in a box. So the blood's probably at the bottom of the box. And then oh, the box well, okay. maybe conceal the smell. I don't know. 
I've never done that before, so I just kind of guess. <laughs> You've never mm. strolled a uh, decapitated head through a fancy restaurant? You've never done that before? No, done fingers and toes, but not, not a head. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, those are easier to carry through. Mm. You, you don't need a box for that. Yep. You just get your pockets. Yep, put them in pocket. So after a shower, Chains has a guest in ice who is worried about how much Stone is getting involved in, and he doesn't want him to be a part of their plan for Whip. But Chains is a bit pissy and tells him not to worry. He's under control. Stone then meets Lance at a gas station restroom who tells him Cunningham's ready to move in on uh, Chains and Gang on some light charges. But Stone tells him of his plan that can get a whole payload and that he'll have Chains' girlfriend as a witness against him. Now, this plan, uh, Stone's already, Stone already pitched this to Chains and he hadn't even talked to the FBI about it. Like... <laughs> What if the FBI was like, no, we're not going to do that? Yeah. Like, wh- <laughs> I was like, what? You got this backwards, brother. Like, I know, like, you're like, oh, this bad boy, I do what I want. And it's like, no, you're a cop from Alabama, okay? Yeah. They're the FBI. You're in no place to be calling these shots. Right. Uh. You're just not. You were suspended for three weeks. You're lucky that they're coming to you at all. You were unemployed for three weeks. Yeah. This fucking guy. What an ingrate. <laughs> what fucking... Fuck this guy. Right. Fucking... Fuck him. God. Oh, I'm the best there is. Fuck you. You're not Wolverine. Fuck right. you. Uh, at a military checkpoint set up by the district attorney, Chains and company harass these uh, military officers and beat them up, capture them. Then they take them and put them in wooden crates and shoot them. And uh, to which Chains says, It's better to be first in hell than second in heaven. And Nancy's irate and upset about this. And he goes, I need a new bitch. Hey, you know me, brother. I'll be there with you for the bitter end. Why don't you take one of my old ladies? Yeah. <laughs> And then Ice offers him his one of his girls, who's just, like, down with it, apparently. And Guts also upset about this, tells Chains he's out of line. And then Ice tells him to shut the fuck up. Chains then gets his bike revved up and then forces the hand of Gut into the rotor of the bike. I don't understand why they didn't just shoot those officers on the spot, but... <laughs> yeah, it seems like a lot of work uh, to, to take them, have the crate, have the... Yeah, the crates, and then shoot them, and then take them back, right? Like, right. Just shoot them and move on. Like, if you want them to know that it was you, do something else. Like, dumb. Like, excessive. Ugh. And also, gut. You know, any organization that chops off my hand, I think I don't want to be involved with them anymore. No. Mm-mm. I, I'd be done. And you know, if they do that to you, it's like, okay, well, they're done with you, so why are you still... <laughs> Gonna stay around. This is one of those situations like, oh, don't make me do that, baby. Is that what this is? Yeah. Well, they might kill you if you say, well, I'm out. Or hunt you down, but that's probably well, his better life than sucks. sticking around. His life sucks anyway. He's got some kind of neurological disorder or something. I right. don't know. Man, gonna I mean, that's not all of his life, but I mean. Just wait. It's gonna suck more. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Stone finds Nancy by herself and tells him what he missed that afternoon. She mentions D-Day, and she tells Stone she doesn't know anything about it, but it's why Chains is getting involved with the mob and took took on his job. And uh, she says she's leaving that night, but he tries to talk her out of it. And Stone says that he came there to get what he wants and get out. And if she played by his rules, 
I'll take. He says, "I'll take you with me." Then uh, the bodies of the soldiers are then found with a picture of Whip X'd out and blood on one of them. Stone and Nancy eat a dinner, and she gives her backstory. He gets the bill, and it's got a note on it, and he sees Lance is the waiter that handed him the bill, wanting to meet at the Third Street parking lot. He's seen leaving by ice. Lance informs Stone that he's off the case. Stone says he's seeing it through. All of a sudden, he hears, Hey, Joe! And it's Ice who fires his machine gun at them and drives off. Stone gives chase as do some cops who Ice shoots up and it explodes the fucking cop car. Ice then chases Stone, shooting at him, and then they go through a tunnel. And in the tunnel, they're like, but there's a car between them, and Ice goes rolls up the car like real nicely. Goes, and then he slices the guy's arm. In which the guy crashes, and then later in the chase, Stone bumps Ice right into the front of a, like, head-on into a car, and it just fucking explodes. He doesn't even, like, fly out into the windshield or fly off the bike. It just touches it, and you just see a fucking explosion. This is amazing, this whole Ice-Stone confrontation, starting with, this was- Hey, go! <laughs> Fantastic. And you know what the funny thing is? The most realistic thing is like there's a cop nearby. He's like, woo! Like, what's going on here? I was like, that's... <laughs> yeah, the first time the cops actually are like, wait a minute, what the hell is this? Because the cop doesn't know that Stone Cold is yeah. <laughs> with the FBI or any of that shit. Oh, he just sees a big muscly dude with a mullet. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, you're right. Like, And this was absolutely one of those things that we backed up multiple times oh, yeah. at the, the party. Oh, just. God. Like we all knew, it was like it starts with "Hey Joe." It's fantastic because <laughs> he shoots because <laughs> he shoots all of those like bottles, like those giant like yeah. bottles of water just behind him, and then just and it's just like you'd think that he was like like say like oh hey chains guess what I saw <laughs> no instead he decides to announce hey I saw what you did. I'm gonna openly shoot at you in the middle of the fucking day. Yeah. Like I, Ice is many things. Not a tactician. He just does not plan ahead at all. Not but, at all. Not at all. And I, I don't know what to choose. But what my favorite part is like that arm slice is so good that because he just pulls up to that guy in his own car, minding his own it's business. Like, He's like, oh, there seems to be something. There seems to be a commotion, and then a guy just cuts his arm. He's, he could have bled out, depending on where he cut him <laughs> Absolutely at. Absolutely did. It's just so welcoming, so warm. The way, he, hi there. And <laughs> what a nice guy! Oh, oh, my arm, God! <laughs> and Forsyth's uh, just like, hey, he's like, he's yeah, having a blast. Gap. <laughs> the gap in his teeth gets wider throughout the. Oh yeah, and his um, <laughs> his bandana that magically appears and disappears throughout oh, yeah. the entire scene, clearly so the stuntman can keep his wig on. Right. Oh gosh, and you know Forsyth was shooting this and uh, Out for Justice with Steven Seagal at the same time, so he's like going between Bosworth and Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> I like professionals. Like one week he was shooting this, one week he was shooting like it was that like was his schedule. But man, this is an amazing oh, and his death just man. and it's so and funny. Death, oh, I, again, is his car powered by dynamite? 
why or the, the his uh, motorcycle it yeah. almost instantly explodes. It's almost it's like ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well then, and then and it explodes you know, like in his face, like it's ruthless. Oh yeah, and it's clear that he is on completely on fire. He, like he doesn't get thrown from it, but yet we see him immediately on the ground, just bloody and smoky. You know, saying "No, oh, fuck you, cop." You know, yeah. but it's like like no. He would be charred black. There's no way he would be <laughs> doing anything. He would, the only thing he would be saying would be, ah, ah, I'm on fire, because he'd be head to toe engulfed in flames. Tell Chains, I hope he enjoys his new bitch. <laughs> Tell Chains, I tried to warn him. That's almost all of his dialogue, is really Ice just telling Chains, I don't like this stone, this stone guy. We shouldn't trust him. I want people to go back and look through this movie and see how much the dialogue isn't him talking about how much he doesn't trust Stone. Nancy answers the phone to the woman delivering the news on John Stone being named Joe Huff. Not that he's a cop, just his name's Joe Huff. She confronts him about it. She asks him to tell her he's not a cop, and he looks at her and says, I'm not a cop, satisfied, which I rewound this like five times. Look, Stone. There's a lot of things I can accept, and there's even more I can ignore. Look at me. Look right at me. Tell me you're not a cop. You're not a cop. Satisfied? And I thought he said, I'm a cop. You satisfied? Or like, look, I'm a cop. And I couldn't hear him. My thing didn't have subtitles, but I'm like, did he just tell her he's a cop? He doesn't, because later on, it makes sense. I legitimately, I thought he I told legitimately, her he was. I did too. And then, like, I thought, why isn't your reaction bigger? He told you that he's a cop, but was he yeah. trying to be sarcastic? And it's just because his boss wears him off that way. I, I don't it, know, like, Brandon. It, I was just like, I, what? And I, I went back five, like five times. Like, did he say not? Did he? Say, he just told her he is, and she's just like, cool. I. Anywho. Uh, that night, they have a sort of wake for Ice with his corpse on a bike, and they burn his body. Like, how are they going to hold of the corpse? Mm-hmm. And they all just fire guns in the air, which isn't going to attract the attention of, like, any fucking thing, but... Oh, no. The, the, the giant bonfire blaze of a human being and gunfire won't attract any attention at all. Lance and Cunningham secretly meet with Stone later on. Cunningham agrees to this drug deal, and we meet this guy who's going to play the driver of the shipment. The deal begins to go down. The driver wants more of the cut, and they play it out and drive chains away to have Stone and the driver go argue over the, the price, his the driver's cut. Stone then shoots the guy when he asks for more money, and the gang clears out and takes the semi with Stone driving and Nancy and shotgun. And uh, we see that Stone didn't really shoot the guy. It was faked. Uh, Lance then goes on the CB and calls Stone Huff, which Nancy freaks out about, but Stone promises her immunity. And then the meetup spot's changed, and he, Stone gets mad at Chains for not trusting him. He takes off. He says to the guy who's on the bike, he goes, Get off my horse. And he goes to a secret meetup with Lance. They have a talk about what went wrong, and he lets him know that they're going to go after Whip, which. Lance, are you fucking dumbass? Like, I would have never even communicated with Stone in that semi. There's a chance change oh, yeah. with him. Like, what a... Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. Man, another 
real uh, bad choice by the FBI. Fucking no. Oh, man. It's no wonder they have to turn to the police in Alabama to help them. Stone chases down the semi with the WAPs and shoots the trailer loose, which then crashes into a gas station and explodes. Was that gas station open? Were there people there? Like... Yeah, if he wasn't on suspension before, oh lordy, he <laughs> he Jesus, he oh my, oh my god, he blows up a million dollars worth of drugs that the FBI provided him, blows up that trailer and that gas station. He destroyed someone's right. livelihood and just drove and off. A ton of gasoline, like it just oh and my a ton gosh, of ga- yes. He caused an environmental issue and then just fucked off into the night. Yeah, and and by the way, what about those mob guys? What do they think about this situation? They clearly saw Brian Bosworth. They know who he is. He's going back on the deal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They think, hey, that's weird. Didn't we just meet that guy? What's he doing? deal to us. Mac's dad then pays off a military guy for use of a helicopter. Stone then goes to Chains' camp and sees the helicopter. Chains tells Stone that he's having a going-away party, and they all draw on him, and he goes, Betrayal's a bitch. And we first think it's Nancy who betrayed him, but it's actually the Latino dude from earlier who's returned. Looks like he's doing well. Chains sets his uh, revolver for some roulette with two bullets. He goes, God forgives. The Brotherhood doesn't. And then he shoots the Latino guy. He then shoots Nancy, and then he clicks it on Stoney's empty chamber. And he says, the whip dies tomorrow. Guess you're going to be my angel. That doesn't make Goodbye, any Nancy. Sense, right? No, it doesn't. Well, does he actually, I mean, I did he kill her? I thought it was like he does just she like. she come back? Like, the su- I thought it grazed her, but I, mean, I, I don't remember she... ever seeing her again. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have any reason to be in the rest of the movie, so I guess it makes sense, but. But why? Why does he shoot that Latino he guy? Already, like, like he the, he had betrayed him before. Like Bosworth was supposed to go kill him at the beginning. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so good point. Yeah. That does make sense um, now. So he was yeah. extra stupid for to go back to the what a. So, uh, on the day of the verdict for the priest shooting, remember that at the beginning. Uh, they've been playing around with it the whole movie about, does this guy get the death penalty, blah, blah, blah. Mac's dad sets up a bomb with tied up Stone, who's going to be the D-Day diversion. We see Whip entering the courthouse, followed by a cleanly groomed uh, chains disguised as a priest, who claims the metal detector's only going off on him because of his rosary. <laughs> you know, those rosaries that are full of metal. Which we find out he didn't even have a gun on him. He's got one planted in the courthouse. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> why even put that in your movie? Uh, the, the truck driver undercover cop sits in front of him at the courthouse. The guy who played the the, the driver that got shot in the deal. Uh, Max's dad with the chopper and stone in tow approaches. Chains pulls the planted gun from his seat and... Um, Max dad plans to strap the bomb to Stone and toss him off the chopper, but Stone breaks free, stuffs the bomb in the biker's vest, and boots him out, and he blows up. All right. Uh, 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 okay, so let's just – can we just figure yep. this out real quick that what the biker's actual plan was? It was that they'd strap a bomb to uh, Stone Cold here and throw him out a helicopter 
so everyone would be distracted, so then chains could shoot everyone in the courtroom uh-huh. and take mm-hmm. their their guy out of there. They, they thought that they were going to be able to pull this off. But here's the thing. like Chains, chains got into the courtroom. <sighs> there was a, a planted gun yeah. in there, so they already got in there. Yeah. And the, the whip guy's there, and all he has to do is stand up and shoot him. But in order to do that, Wait. you need to have a helicopter that can throw a guy with a bomb planted on him <laughs> to explode in midair. And you also have a have to have Just... a semi-truck full of <laughs> more bikers that can actually fit in the thing to get in there and just go crazy in the place in order to kill one guy. That's what you got to do. Or, I don't know, plant a bomb in the courthouse. <laughs> Does... <laughs> Isn't that easier? Because if you they're not going to find that gun. have the Yeah, exactly. You're already planting shit. Just throw that in there. Like, all right, you've got the gun. You just hold everyone like, oh, I've got the gun. He leaves with me or I shoot everything. And then like, guess what? Fuck you. I blow everyone up anyway. Isn't that easier and more cost effective? You uh, fucking uh, idiots. They, like, they go like on. There was something about like why like. Apparently, uh, Chains needs all this money to rent a helicopter or something. Because he needs all this money to pull this plan <laughs> off, right? Yeah. Like, man, you just got... Man, you got to think smarter, not and harder, really, Chains. I mean... Come on, buddy. And all this because they're mad about a death penalty ruling law thing. It's really going to convince people here. <laughs> I, I I think the real problem with this gang is just their complete lack of stealth. Oh, yeah. No, they, 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 they are loud and proud. Stealth, it would f- it would fix like all of their problems. So I mean, not how they treat women. That's just never gonna get fixed, unfortunately, with this group. But otherwise, the reason that they go to jail and shit and like you know have fights in the middle of the street with get with you know the mafia, just be a little more covert and you'll be fine. You fucking idiots. Yeah. So you guys can be badasses without all this dumb shit. Yeah, your bikes can still be loud, but maybe be a little more subtle in other so ways. Chains takes his gun and shoots the uh, the guy sitting in front, which is the driver, the guy who played the driver in the whole operation. And he's like, eh, "No, this is for real this time." And he like shoots the hell out of him. Then the bikers uh, in the moving truck invade the compound. Chain blasts up the courthouse and shoots Whip. Uh, bikers crash through windows and just drive like hell around the place as the military fire on them. Uh, Stone tries to force Max's dad to land. One of the bikers breaks a window and tells the police and military outside that they have hostages. And this guy's like the best actor ever. We got hostages and we own every accent. Make one move towards this building in Mississippi first. <laughs> Is this guy supposed to be intimidating, or I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you mean the guy that is probably an right. actual biker, <laughs> that, that that gross guy, who there's no way doesn't have like a bunch of those thin veins that you see right. like in their nose. Uh, Chains then tells Max's dad to pick him up, but Stone answers. Chains is like, "Everybody, bail! You're on your own." Tosses. <laughs> like, Fuck it, plan over. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, immediately. Like Nelson last week, like, oh shit, done. Like your plan was going. <laughs> According to plan. Apparently, your plan to ride all of your bikes around the courthouse. How is that their plan? As long as Stone dies, this is going to work. 
How is part of their plan just to back a semi-truck and dump a bunch of bikers inside the building to ride around in? How is that a plan? The chaos in the courtroom. Like, <laughs> like, what? Is that just what bikers do? It's like in Dawn of the Dead, the bikers, they just... Ransack the place. Burst in... Yeah, just, there's no plan other than, we're here. Like, <laughs> that, that seems to be every plan the biker has. Well, we're here. Our bikes, but not outside. <laughs> so, <laughs> we break all the rules, we're bikers. Uh, so it's just fucking mayhem ensuing here. Uh, Stone leaps off the helicopter in the building. Machine guns, magnums, grenade launchers, explosions. I mean, that's what's going on here. Stone approaches the window guy, and Gut tries to warn Stone, but he shot up. And then Stone blasts the guy out the window. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, Chains gets off his bike when he sees Stone at the end of the hall and has the driver charge him. Now, listen carefully, folks. <laughs> the guy gets and so the, the biker charges at Stone at the end of the hall and then on a bike on, on a, a bike, bike on a and bike Stone easily shoots him off the bike then steps out of the way as the bike the empty bike goes through the window <laughs> hits the helicopter that has Max Dad's in, in it and blows the fuck up and Max Dad right there goes no and was there like dynamite strapped to the bike like it's just this empty bike and it hit like in real life that bike would have like dinged off the helicopter and fell to the ground but this thing just like a rubber wheel touches it and it just the biggest explosion you've ever seen It's like it was covered in nitroglycerin. The bike and, with, and with the, the close-up of Max Dad as he sees the bike in the air go, no! It couldn't be more perfect. This, but then they found a way to make it better because after it explodes, this <laughs> <laughs> giant inferno then falls yes. onto a car yes. and the car blows up too. This is like the companion piece to the, the handcuffed to a suitcase guy from last week that went, no! Nah! <laughs> <laughs> like, he topped like, I just wish, I'd, I just wish it was, like, near water so that way they could find a way to, like, have, like, a boat, like, right. ramp up and, like, fire into it. <laughs> and then, like, a jet ski flies like, into it. Just, you, you know, cannot just... believe, like, this is parody levels. It's am- and I mean there is so much glass just shattered during this <laughs> sequence like it's insane it's but this is like this is probably is this the best thing in this movie is this, it's the best thing this is one of the best movie? things ever called Civic Cavalcade just this whole scene Lance Henderson pulls up in the hallway they're at the ends and like he gets <laughs> off and he's like all right dude get him. And, like, Bosworth just standing there, shoots the like, guy off, and you're like, okay, and then stands out of the way. The bike goes out the window, and you're like, oh, the helicopter's out there, too. Well, because, like, as it's happening, you realize what's about to happen. You're like, wait, wouldn't that be awesome if <laughs> it's happening? And the plan is so stupid to begin with. Like, hey, there's that guy with a grenade launcher at the end of the hallway. You ride your motorcycle down there at top speed where he's got... A full long hallway with you're the only thing in it. So 
Go ahead. Go down the hallway, Adam. This is the stupidest fucking plan. These bikers make terrible plans, but they make great explosions. So, uh, Bosworth running through the halls of the courthouse. Do you just feel like he's like you could hear him coming from like blocks away, just like <laughs> he's like he is a hoss well, not, huffing well, down. Just, like, <laughs> well, not just that, but he's covered in oh, yeah. blood anyway. So just all the like just. Just his body slapping around all that blood and sweat. Uh, probably right. smell him, too. So Chains tries to surprise attack him, but Stone's not having it, and he tosses him off a balcony. Then Stone pulls a magnum on him, and he says, imagine the future, Chains, because you're not in it, and then pulls the trigger of an empty chamber as Chains passes out, and he rolls down the stairs. Authorities arrest him. Cunningham then has Stone hand over his gun for re- I don't know why. And Chains pulls a cop's yeah. gun, tries to shoot Stone, but it's Lance there who blasts Chains multiple times. And then he falls over another balcony and he goes, Hey, partner, it's time to turn it on. And then Stone struts his shit out of the courthouse as credits roll. <laughs> and it does end in a freeze frame, which was. Uh, delicious. I, I love that Lance Hendrickson, he comes around and goes, welcome to my slaughterhouse. And then the rest of the movie is just him yes. getting his ass kicked. He doesn't even no, get a does. hit in. It's real. He, he <laughs> yeah, like he just immediately gets his punched and like he's like crawling towards the gun. It was like, no, this is intimidating at all. Like he's thrown downstairs and his, <laughs> his raggedy, lifeless body just gets like, thrown down and just falls limp and it's so great like time to turn it on brandon (laughs) what there was one other time in the movie where uh brian bosworth says to lance time to turn it on okay great or no there's a time to turn it on what does that even mean it didn't make sense the first time you said it it didn't make any sense when lance said it like it's just something cool to say when you kill someone. Is yeah, that what I get, it is? It like it's what people are gonna say. It's gonna be the new. It's gonna be what they're saying, and it wasn't. Is it time? It's is time it time to turn, to turn it on? Was it was it turned off before? What's on? As what are you I talking see, about? It had been on. If we're talking about action, it had been on. You're late to the party, man. Time to turn it off. Time to turn <laughs> it off. Shit. Did you see? Did you see what happened to that motorcycle? It's been on for a while. A fucking helicopter blew up outside. And and also, when Brian Bosworth is walking out, like, okay, everything's done great, fine. Covered in blood. <laughs> and nobody, well, there's one woman who's, like, interested in, in interviewing him. And she, like, knows his, then she goes, like, huh, what'd you, and I'm like, wait, she does not know his name? He's fucking, a- yeah, hey, Alabama police officer. I, a Florida reporter, have a question for you. What? How do you know about this guy? But he's covered in blood. How are people not freaking out? Like, like, <laughs> how do people not think, oh my God, there's one of them. There's one of the bikers. Get him. They don't know. They just see this giant man with a mullet covered mm-hmm. in blood leaving the courthouse. They don't know what the fuck's going on. He's lucky another police officer didn't shoot the hell out of him. It's not like they don't. It's not like they brief every police officer in the entire country. Like, hey, just so you know, don't shoot this guy. 
No, no way. I don't know if you know if you know this about police officers. They like to shoot. They can't wait ah. to shoot people. I can't imagine a giant man covered in blood what they would do to that guy. And uh, this end credits song, like you hear it, you're like, "Oh, it's like some some like Sammy Hagar type song." And and you're like, "Okay, this is perfect." Mm. They're like they're going to say it. It's going to like go like Stone Cold. So I'm like, "No." Nope, it's like perfect for like that type of like shitty end credit song that has the title in it or something, and it just lets yeah. you down. You're like, oh, it's not a Stone Cold song. They they didn't make a song for this. Yeah, like th- this thing is full of bikes. It it just seems like it just writes itself for like hard rocking music. It's called right. Stone Cold. I mean, what else do you fucking need for a? Yeah, I Come mean, on. I guess. In Whoever all fairness, wrote music we for this movie. Like, bitching about an Action Jackson song last week. Like there should have been like some sort of like Bobby Brown Action Jackson song last week, but it wasn't there. There wasn't. I'm it, sure there was a. There was like there was like a action. The guy went action. Yeah. yeah, that was a song. Whatever, but we got like two really shitty vanity songs to, in that one. But yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, like there's a uh, not a lot of missed opportunities. There's that one, like you said, and like I think really at the beginning, when they're at like the um, convenience store, when he chucks that yeah. guy like into all the dairy stuff. He could have said something like "You're creamed," or well, I guess that's probably all he could say that I can think of right now. But those are but the only missed opportunities I can think of in the yeah. movie. No, it, ah, they. I mean, they don't. They don't miss on much. Hey, partner. It's time to turn it on. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are a cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Uh, our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means you are um, cold on Stone Cold. You Somehow you're some fucking person that didn't enjoy this movie. Don't know. Talk to me. Email us. Let us know. Converted, which means you're kind of like lukewarm. You're, you're stone lukewarm. And uh, you're okay with it. It was a fun time, but you know, you don't need more. Or you are stone on fire. Stone means yeah, drinking the Kool Aid, uh, which pretty obviously uh, you know what that means. So, Cullen, how do you rate Stone Cold? Well, this is uh, this is a hell of a film. The um, just from the way the movie starts, like okay, I I know what this film is going to be. Just a bunch of mindless action. So we're fortunate that Brian Bowsworth is either a really uh, a competent actor or Craig R. Baxley knows how to shoot him. Because uh, this could have gone south real quick with uh, <laughs> with a guy that, you know, used to play football being in the lead. You know, we, we could have got another Howie Long here, but we got a Brian <laughs> Bosworth, thank God. Uh, so... Yeah, the action in this is great. There's crotch trauma, which is always great. And by the way, we, we didn't really mention this, but the amount of nudity in this movie, preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always a bonus with the movies that we uh, we watch. Never uh, mandatory, of course. Uh, this also had uh, Chain's uh, Place. Uh, looked like the Riddler's hideout. <laughs> so if you ever... <laughs> So that's cool. He even had a rope to get down. Like, 
you know, like you would in a clubhouse, like a, like a tree house, he came out of but he's somewhere. a grown man somewhere, right? In the middle of the compound, we know where some showers are. So anyway, but there's just all kinds of like stuff you like look at it and go, what? That's, huh? But like in the best way possible. Uh, so uh, yeah, I definitely drink the Kool-Aid on Stone Cold. Uh, I th- just for that helicopter scene alone. I mean, my God. <laughs> Brandon, how do you rate Stone Cold? Fucking drinking the Kool-Aid. No shit. I mean, it's it, it's obvious. That this movie is a hell of a good time. Like, I I mean, this is like last week, and then they like doubled their, like up their game, like double. It's ridiculous. And I think this shows the strength of Craig R. Baxley because in the hands of someone else, this movie probably blew. Like you said, you have an athlete turned actor in his first movie, and he's, good enough. I'm not saying Bowsworth is great, but we've seen worse, far worse. And then just the action and ridiculousness of it is just unapologetic and fucking, you just, you're on the wavelength and just want it. You buy into it. You don't care. You're like up it next time. Do me more, do more, do more. And it's silly. Things go like a thousand miles per hour. It's 83 minutes and a lot fucking happens in it. Like, and it never feels rushed. Uh, but shit it is a great time from start to finish. Like, I mean, the we one of the weakest action sequences in the film is the opening one. It just keeps getting better. But what helps the opening one is the ridiculous outfit they put Bosworth in and seeing that hair for the first time. And you get that motor- motorcycle chase, which is amazing. The you know the the, the aforementioned one of Colt Simma uh, Cavalcade Hall of Fame. The, the motorcycle into the helicopter scene. Uh, it's Lance Hendrickson chewing scenery, fucking Forsyth hamming it up. It's so fun. Uh, the action just um, explosions make them fucking explode. Like the thing I love about Baxley is he can, he, nobody does explosions like him, but maybe except for maybe like Rennie Harlan, those two dudes can blow shit up. And this is back when they really blew shit up. Like, how far away did everybody have to stand from the explosions in this movie? Insane. <laughs> like, was anybody in the same city when they did these? Fuck. And how many takes? How many helicopters did they have to blow up? This is just... Did they luckily get it right on the first time? Like, these aren't expensive movies, but, man, Baxley is just a master. Right, like, like, like that is, like, an actual, like, motorcycle flying into a helicopter it didn't like that wasn't a prop yeah. right that was like that really yeah, happened had to fly and it had to hit and it, it, it like someone's waiting to hit the detonator for that thing to touch it and just yeah oh my gosh it's so fucking impressive on a technical level this is just damn impressive no matter how silly it is oh gosh i it just it's it this is pure cult cinema cavalcade right here this is like i just love it i don't care I mean, it's it's a. I would call this just a good movie because it's entertaining as hell, and that's what you want. You want to be entertained like this. Like, I mean, it's not. I mean, you're not gonna get anything nutritional from it, but fuck, it's it's damn good time. You're not gonna leave without a smile on your face. I mean, people who hate action movies, can you not leave this movie with a smile on your face? We know it's ridiculous. That's the point. You can't point that out. It's stupid. We know, but fuck it. It's awesome. Have. Have fun, yeah. you Stone piece cold. of shit. Stone cold. So good. Now the final chapter, students, in Bosworth's book of etiquette. Personal 
hygiene. How will you separate yourselves from those barbaric hordes that exude a most malodorous air? New Ride Guard Sports Stick from Gillette. Maximum protection and a fresh new scent. A veritable old factory medley. New Ride Guard Sports Stick. Anything less would be uncivilized. Raise your glasses, gentlemen, to civilization. On the next episode and for a year anniversary episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, uh, we'll be concluding our Craigar Baxley trifecta with Dark Angel, or as some may prefer it, I Come in Peace, starring Dolph Lundgren. Very excited for yet another one of these damn Craigar Baxley movies. Uh, but this will end our trifecta of his perfection with one that feels more in line with our anniversary episode. So that's why, if you're like, why'd they skip over you know, Dark Angel, I Come in Peace, which has a big fan base, this is why. It fits with Abraxas. It fits with Highlander. It fits with Zardoz. It's kind of just go with us here. You'll see next week. But, <laughs> yeah, very excited for that. And I'm having a blast with these these movies. Uh, but uh, thanks for tuning into this one. Um, ben, we hope you enjoyed Stone Cold. You join us again next week for Dark Angel, please. Yeah, so we look forward to uh, next time. We'll we'll tell you about how, how great four years has been then. But first, stay tuned for the trailer for Dark Angel or A Come in Peace, the trailer that actually trails. Houston, Texas. It's Christmas. Someone special is coming to town. And it's not Santa Claus. I'm coming, peace. Jack Kane, a cop who does things his own way. What are you doing? Shortcut. He's sensitive, understanding, and kind to strangers. Merry Christmas. But all that's about to end. Three well-armed men have their throats cut before they can even draw their weapons. Who could possibly move that fast? Aliens. Say what? Are you crazy? It's true! You need a psychiatrist, Jack. Your psycho stole a lot of heroin to kill people with. What are you gonna do? Tell them we're we're fighting drug dealers from outer space? Huh? Human body carries a small electrical charge, right? You tune the disc to the charge and then... What the hell is going on here? As far as you're concerned, this case is closed. It's not our problem anymore. I've had a bad day.
Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.